Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, everyone. I'm J.S. Mayank, director and co-creator. And I'm David Carlyle, the co-writer of America 2.0, a six-part scripted narrative podcast series. In this episode, we turn our attention to the world of journalism as we meet perhaps our most spirited character yet, the pugnacious Porter Purvis. An old-school journalist, Porter truly believes in his work, seemingly without noticing that the rest of the industry is moving in the opposite direction. Naturally, he clashes with his colleague Dan Carrington, who still has Seth right in his crosshairs. But Porter might just be the one person who can save Seth from himself, if only he would just listen to some practical advice for once. We'll find out if he does in Episode 4, The Better Journalist. Previously on America 2.0. After eight years of a financially disastrous Rutherford presidency, the last three years has seen Ward Baker start to rein in the insane policies that led us so far off the cliff. The American people elected me for a reason. They know where I came from. Before I devoted my life to public service, I created tens of thousands of jobs through the private sector. Mr. President, Congressman McGuire is catching a lot of flack for his comments about nuclear power. Do you think he insulted his constituents on purpose, or do you think it was just a slip of the tongue? You're getting painted into a corner as a radical environmentalist who's out of touch with the American public. There are plenty of people who've come out against nuclear power. But they don't reject it by insulting voters. Tell Seth I stopped by, and um, give him a message for me. Yes, I don't have all day, Dan. You guys are bad at this. It's not your day today. You get it for the weekend. I know. I'm not here about Josephine. It, actually, now that you mention it, how's she doing? Is this just some new economic policy? It's a modern-day New Deal. Like in America 2.0. Your political platform is to give everyone a million dollars. Congress will ultimately have to make it into a law, but the plan isn't going to come from them. It's going to come from the president. Let's commence this recorded session, beginning with roll call. I, Martha Walensky, Editor-in-Chief, will be chairing this meeting. Seriously? Do we have to do this? Yes. I'm here today alongside Chance Lawson, Editorial Page Editor. Present. Also with us is Chance's assistant, Erica Miller, who will be taking notes. Here. Lastly, Porter Purvis, our National Political Editor, who is also the subject of this meeting. Oh, cut the crap. Is this really how it's going to go, Porter? I know you're not running it. Just tell me why. We're here to have a discussion on editorial policy. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> a, a few good men was dramatic. Kramer versus Kramer was dramatic. Ca- Casablanca was dramatic. Okay, you're, you're here to tell me that you crucified my story, and I'm here to find out what the hell is wrong with you people. Porter, calm down. 
the editorial board was fair in their decision. Your decision, you diminutive prick! Don't use borrowed courage and act like this was democratic. This newspaper is not in the business of printing science fiction. Science fiction? This is a, this is a joke, right? It has to be! Are you that much of a smug, small-minded, right-wing apologist? You called your article, What Sidney Rutherford's America Would Look Like If the 22nd Was Repealed? That's not a news story, Porter. Editorial is opinion, jackass! Your article presupposes that President Rutherford would have won re-election, and further, it devolves into this wishful thinking of a left-winged utopian America. People need hope. Half this country already has their hope. Ward Baker has a 34% approval rating, and he won with 47% of the vote. Let's not anoint him to the annals of history just yet. I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, Erica, is it? Do you have to uh, take notes with keyboard clicks turned on? Leave her out of this, Porter. Hey, my phone! Porter, wh what are you doing? She's not even taking notes, she's on Snapchat. Look, Erica, I, I get why you're checked out. Your boss is a complete tool. He he's a moron with such a deep-seated inferiority complex that I have no doubt working for him each day is tantamount to medieval torture, but you have a great job in one of this country's most important newspapers. And you're throwing away the opportunity of a lifetime to be right here, right now, in this meeting with me by being on your phone? Porter, Porter? What's he doing? You psycho! You can't just throw people's phones! Porter, have you lost your mind? Can I get a copy of this uh, recording when you're done with it? I really, really want to listen to it later. Is this a joke to you? I actually thought this meeting was going to be a joke, but as it turns out, we're all going to learn something about the news business today. I, I, know, I know Erica did. Have you? Yeah, that you're a bigger whack job than I thought was even possible. Well, yeah, now you're going to learn about loss, because I'm the best writer in this entire damn town. Porter. And I quit! Porter. Dan? Yeah, I just heard. If you're here to gloat, at least make it snappy, all right? Let me get that for you. Hey, you and Seth look pretty chummy in this photo. <sighs> Always sad when we find our halcyon days behind us, huh? Yeah, speak for yourself, all right? I'm not the one running around chasing gossip. Well, that's the job, man. This town's changed. You either can't see it or you just refuse to accept it. Either way, you're obsolete. Let me tell you something, Chief. I'm not in this for the scoop, the glory, or the momentary fame. You are so busy finding the next big thing you could report, you never pause to ask what you should report. And yet, you're the one packing up your stuff. Did you get it all, or uh, you need a bigger soapbox? I'm leaving by choice, asshole. Yeah, you look real thrilled about it. Anyway, you know, good luck out there. <laughs> You know, Dan, this is one of those moments in life where one can choose to take the high road, be the bigger man. Obviously, there's no chance in hell of that happening here, so I'll just have to be content in knowing that uh, I'll always be a better writer than you are. As long as you know I'm the better journalist. These two reporters have had such a profound impact on your life and your career. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if that's good or bad. With Porter, that impact is pretty obvious, but we'll get to him in a minute. I'd like to talk about Dan Carrington some more. Well, the thing you have to understand about Dan is that... he grows on you. 
here you go, egg white omelet and extra crispy bacon. Morning, Seth. Strange. Thought I was gonna be eating alone. You won't even know I'm here. I've been told on more than one occasion I'm such a congenial dining companion that people sometimes forget I'm even there. Wouldn't that make you a boring dining companion? I don't know, I guess. Yeah, sure. Just help yourself. Oh, were you gonna finish that? What are you doing here? Aside from stealing my food. You really don't know. No, Dan, I really don't. You're bad at this. Oh, really? Because I, I seem to remember commanding the press room with you and your colleagues for two years, and then more recently, I'm pretty sure I got elected in a district that people said a Democrat would never win, so... You were a terrible press secretary. Do you know why? Because you told the truth. And boy, do you suck at Congress. What do you want, Dan? Is it true? Is what true? I... I genuinely have no idea what you're doing here. So you're not exploring a run? <laughs> Excuse me? For the White House. You're not considering it. You've never said that to anybody. Oh my god, Dan, I know exactly who your source is, I know precisely what she told you, and you and I both know you've got nothing. You're right. Except we both know that I might have something. In fact, if you have your way, we might both just end up a million dollars richer. <sighs> Look, dinner conversation makes for pie-in-the-sky policy talk. Don't print this. Don't print this because it's just half-baked whimsy? Or don't print this because you need time to iron it out and you don't want a media frenzy catching you before you're ready to announce. Don't print this because it's bad journalism. I lost my appetite. Enjoy the rest of my bacon. Hey, Seth. This one's for free. Careful who you talk to. Loose lips sink ships. So you're finally getting your idea ready. Well, this was a pretty rough draft, but uh, essentially, yes. And the first person you chose to show it to was Porter Purvis. Why Porter? What can I get you guys? Uh, two watermelon martinis. Seriously? What? It's in season. How's Josephine? She's great. I don't get to see her as much as I'd like, but... Yeah, well, we all got our problems. Yeah. Sorry to hear about your job. You were one of the good ones. That's why I quit. That serpent's lair doesn't deserve me. <laughs> so is that why you called? To vent? No. I called you because you need help. I need help? <laughs> You're the one out of a job. And you'll be right behind me on the unemployment line if you don't get your act together. Two watermelon martinis. Thanks. Ooh, that's delicious. It's just nuclear power. Most of America agrees with me. See, man, I knew you didn't get it. This has nothing to do with nuclear power. This is about politics. Seth, you find yourself in the crosshairs for the very first time, and you have no idea how to duck. That's because I'm not like other politicians. I don't want to duck. Seth, it's simple. Just shift the narrative. Issue a release that says, while you are committed to increasing American green energy output, you are open to exploring all ideas around how we can integrate new, clean concepts within the practical framework of existing energy sources. Ta-da! That's good. And you would have been an asset on the other side of the podium. <laughs> You're not going to use any of that, are you? Nope. Not one word. 
Dude, are you trying to lose re-election? Nah, but I'm done making decisions based on polling numbers. If you want to achieve anything, you don't have a lot of time left to act. Which is why I have to start moving very, very quickly. Now here, I have something I'd like you to take a look at. Now, reading it off my phone screen isn't ideal, but... Just what are your initial thoughts on this? America 2.0. Is this uh, some new policy document? That's more of a platform. Look, I'll, I'll give you a minute while you read it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's really rough. It's just, it's just a first attempt. You know, the... <laughs> so I know it's, it's not going to be up to your standards of grammar and syntax, but, but I, I don't know. At least I hope the substance has, you know, something of value. Good seeing you, sir. Wait, are you leaving? Come on, it can't be that bad. What? Well, I guess I'm picking up the check. <sighs> hey, uh, how much do I owe? Uh, 43.75. God damn it, Porter! <sighs> Fine. Um, I'll take one more for the road. Don't do it, man. Drunk texting never works out. Oh, no, no, it's not what it looks like. Let me guess. You're thinking about hitting up someone you used to know real well, but you haven't talked to them in a hot minute. You've been reminiscing about the good old times. You miss the feeling of being around them. Okay, maybe it is what it looks like. But what are your thoughts on drunk emailing? I'm gonna call you Cap. Excuse me, sir. Hey. Wait, wait. You're, you're Secret Service. Why are you in front of my house? Cardinal has arrived. Cardinal? Wasn't that your code name? <sighs> Mr. President? Good to see you again, champ. America 2.0 is a global original podcast. It's directed by J.S. Mayock. Created and written by J.S. Mayunk and David Carlisle. Produced by J.S. Mayunk, David Carlisle, Jeremy Gordon, and Spencer Garrett. Casting by Jeremy Gordon. With performances by Patrick J. Adams, Jack Coleman, Lorian Haynes, Valerie Cruz, Claude Knowlton, Lauren Froderman, Ryan Walker. With Spencer Garrett and special guest star Lawrence Fishburne as President Sidney Rutherford. Recording and mixing by Mitch Dorff and Michael Miller. Sound design and editing by Rusty Dunn, with original music by Antonio Lepore. America 2.0. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. On the next America 2.0. You just got a lunch request. Oh, God damn it! which paper? No paper. Helen Chan. Can I trust you, Helen? Uh, of course. Where'd you get your doctorate? The London School of Economics. Why? What's going on? You gotta stop talking to people about this. I'm not a good politician, Anna. I didn't get in this to play the game. When we just had Rutherford, you know what that's like? Funny, I was thinking the exact same thing. You can make a difference as a congressman. Just give it time. We don't have time. They have all three branches. If we don't do something big, there won't be anything left to save. Congressman, what are you doing here? Vivian, it's over. You and I, this, done. Fini. Kaput. We went on one date, Seth. You could have just texted me word of advice from a fellow catholic don't drink away your problems be that with alcohol or coffee you were a great president sir i'm not the president anymore you can call me sydney this town takes a lot out of me sir congress hurts so get out of congress and go back to where you belong if you had the chance to sit down and speak with the smartest robot in the world would you Spark Hunter, a new fighter steel production presented by Realm, explores what that kind of conversation might look like. It's 2044. The world's most advanced AI has gone rogue, and only her maker knows the true danger she poses to the world. When they meet over dinner, the NSA and the president are listening in, and sharpshooters are in position. The robot is having a dark existential crisis. To protect his deep secret, did her brilliant maker create the problem that now threatens the world? A conflict-filled, psychological thriller set in the near future, Spark Hunter pits a beautiful robot that's becoming more intelligent, more human, and more difficult to control, against the institutions who are determined to decommission her. It's a creative take on the real questions our world has about advancements in artificial intelligence, and features a star-studded cast, including Mark Rylance, Rebecca Ferguson, Elliot Sumner, Vanessa Redgrave, and Richard E. Grant, with Charles Dance and Sting. Listen and subscribe to Spark Hunter wherever you get your podcasts, or visit realm.fm for more information.